0: Well, USC's football bye week is finally over, and the future is bright. Deal with it. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on everyone. I am your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you decide you want to download your podcast, we are free. And I want to thank you so much for coming along for the ride. If you haven't already hit that subscribe button on YouTube, do me a favor, hit it. It means a lot. And for those of you who already have, thank you so much. It's much appreciated. Hope everyone's enjoying the ride. Uh, if you want to give me some feedback, it's always appreciated. And you can always follow me on my Twitter at Mark Culkin, M-A-R-C-K-U-L-K-I-N. All right, so this episode of Locked on USC is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between USC and Arizona right here on Sling. Sling TV, the place you love. Try it today. Look, if you're not going to be in Tucson, uh, you're not going to see USC play Arizona unless you have the Pac-12 Network. You can get that with Sling TV. Get it now. All right. So the bye week is over. It gave us a chance to reflect, kind of lick our wounds, and get our mind right for the second half of the season, right? And the team will be practicing on Howard's field. So, uh, like most Trojan fans, I overindulged on college football uh, from the couch. I used the bye week to kind of lick the wounds get over that one-point loss and kind of, you know, look to the future, see where USC's at, what they need to do, and who what some of their opponents look like. Um, so over the weekend, we got to see uh, Oregon handle hand UCLA, their first loss, both in conference as well as overall. Uh, they're, they've had a really soft week schedule, of Bruins, uh, They've only had one road game up until their forty-five to thirty loss in Eugene against Oregon. Prior to that, they traveled to Colorado, following Colorado this year. I'm sorry uh, that you're a Colorado Buffalo fan, but they are having a really rough season. Although they did hand, they do have one win under the belt. They beat Cal. Don't ask me how they got it done. Nevertheless. Um, with UCLA no longer undefeated, that leaves Oregon 6-1 and one as the only undefeated in the Pac-12 conference. Everybody else has one loss. Utah, USC, UCLA. Those are your leaders. Um, you've got a couple of teams with two losses on the outside looking in. But everyone kind of agrees that the Pac-12 championship is going to go through LA, Eugene, or Salt Lake City. Those are the four teams. Out of those four, two will be in the Pac-12 championship game. So, uh, was that a, was that Bruin loss to Oregon? Was that a good thing or a bad thing for USC? I mean, obviously, this is what this show is all about, USC Trojans. Look, personally, either way, I'm fine. Um, number one, anytime UCLA loses, brings a big old smile to my face, uh, it sets up the possibility for uh, Utah to go in and defeat Oregon, which means USC can play Utah a second time. This time in Vegas, assuming uh, they well, no, it will be in Vegas. Um, if Oregon happens to uh, beat Utah, it won't get the same height that a uh, that say a UCLA versus USC Pac-12 championship game would be. But if Oregon can defeat Utah, um, and USC ends up playing them in the conference championship game. Hey, that's not bad. Uh, there's so many different scenarios playing out here. Um, again, Oregon versus or Utah versus USC. It's not quite the hype, uh, but it's still a big game. Um, Travis Dye, he's never beat Utah. He might want to play them in the conference championship game. He talked about that uh, in their one-point loss to Utah. Then again, he might want to take on his former team, Oregon. Who knows, right? Um, Had UCLA won their game up up at Oregon this past weekend, um, my gosh, that matchup in November becomes it looms really large. It's always been a national game, but you know, assuming USC wins their next three games, and we're going to get into this here shortly. Uh, that would set them up at 9-1 versus UCLA, um, who can possibly be 9-1. Or have they won in Oregon, or 10-0. Regardless, this game in November sets up to be pretty big. Um, and I think uh, everyone's looking forward to that. I know I am. <clears throat> so, look. There's not a, there's not a whole lot I get to talk about as far as USC from this past weekend. They didn't play. They had the bye week. Uh, we got to watch Oregon, UCLA, Lockhorns. UCLA, look, uh, yeah, hate I hate having to give them any credit, but they looked decent on the road at Oregon. I think Oregon played their best game of the season. Obviously, uh, Bo Nix looked good. I don't. I have to eat a little bit of crow there because I really thought that uh, he would be the guy, if you was to win, <coughs> excuse me, Bo Nix would be the guy to uh, give it away for Oregon. And Ever since that, that game that he had uh, down in Georgia, or against Georgia, I should say, um, Oregon's rattled off six wins in a row. So give him credit. They bounce back. And uh, we'll see how everything shakes out here in the second half of the season. Um, as I mentioned, USC didn't play, so they didn't get to have a Nissan thrilling moment. Um, however, um, since we're talking about the potential USC versus UCLA matchup in November, to with two possible one-loss teams, let's talk, let's talk about the Nissan thrilling moment from back in 2001 when USC and UCLA played played each other. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, USC won that game 27 to nothing. It was Pete Carroll's first year as their head coach. They finished the season 6-6, six and six, regular season. Um, they lost the bowl game, Las Vegas Bowl. Won't we'll get into that. Nevertheless, uh, that was their third straight win over UCLA, um, even though it was Pete Carroll's first year. But it was an emphatic declaration um, that USC was getting ready to go on a long streak of dominance. Uh, the P. Carroll era was getting ready to kick off. It took a year, six and six, Las Vegas Bowl. The following year, they went to the Orange Bowl. But in that 2001 matchup against UCLA, they shut out the Bruins 27 and nothing. That was the game where Anton Simmons had that pick six where he went between his legs um, and returned it for a touchdown. Brian Poli Dixon was the UCLA wide receiver. Went off his hands. He kind of thought the ball just landed on the ground somewhere. Next time, you know, he's looking over his shoulder. All of a sudden, he sees Antoine Simmons. He's grabbing the ball from between his legs, like, like a you know goaltender protecting the the puck from getting in the net, and he's returning it the other way for a touchdown. I don't think Brian Poli Dixon has actually recognized yet that the ball went the other way. So. Hopefully, we can have another one of those type of moments, a Nissan thrilling moment when USC and UCLA hook up in November. That would be kind of cool, right? So this week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the driver themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week, this week's thrilling moment had to have been Anton Simmons, pick six, 27 and nothing shutout, Pete Carroll's first year, 2001. So there you go. Um, once again, this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new line of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in, all, in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at US, US, NissanUSA.com. Okay so once again we want to thank I want to thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen today for your second listen today go check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only on Lock, only Locked On can provide Locked On Sports today available on this app YouTube and wherever you get your podcast all right, so up next for USC, Arizona, down in Tucson. I mentioned it earlier. If you don't have the Pac-12 network, you better get on the road, pick up a ticket, head out up there. I, you know what? Um, this should be an easy win for USC. Arizona, they're much better than they, they were last year. Uh, I think offensively, they're much better. So they, they have the ability to put some points on the board. Jaden Delora, quarterback, transferred from Washington State. Uh, they got some nice young receivers. We'll see how they do defensively. This has the potential to be a high-scoring game if uh, if USC's defense doesn't travel. So far, it has on the season, uh, save for the game against Utah. We won't rehash that. We know how the score got to be the was. We're over it. In a week. Time to move forward. Um, nevertheless, um, we'll talk more about Arizona during the week because you get locked on USC five days a week. And today is the first episode. Monday, um, we'll break them down more as we get closer to the game, um, and bring you the practice reports and coaches' quotes, etc. Um, but ha- that being said, uh, USC, you know, they're going to win. They got the U- Arizona game. After Arizona, USC does not leave Southern California for the rest of the season. They'll come home. They will host Cal for homecoming. Colorado on Friday night. Travel via bus to Pasadena to take on UCLA. And then they will finish up the regular season at home against Notre Dame. Um, We'll see how that goes. So after what we learned, um, you know, from watching UCLA, on the road this uh, this past weekend, I, I think everyone would agree that, that USC versus UCLA coming in is going to decide who plays in the conference championship game. And perhaps even depending on, you know, how the game plays out, USC wins that game, Notre Dame, uh, definitely propel them right into the playoff picture. They're already kind of in the right now. Um, USC. You know they win Arizona at Arizona. They win the two gimme games, Cal and Colorado. They're nine and one heading into that final rival, those final two rivalry rivalry weekend games. Um, look, Notre Dame, they're down this year. We get it, um, but this is it's still you still want to win that game, right? USC needs to break that win, that losing streak to Notre Dame. And it's going to help with recruitings, so help me, Elijah Page. We've already seen how that happens. Um, We don't want to look too far past Arizona, Cal, Colorado, but those are the three games that are going to be the buffer between getting themselves ready, healthy – do you need Eric Gentry for these next three games? Probably not. Do you need Jordan Addison for these next three games? Probably not. Um, nevertheless, that's how things are setting up. And that's what's ahead of USC right now coming off the bye week. Um, get to 9-1. and one. That's the goal. Obviously, one game at a time. But 9-1, and one, and now all of a sudden, things get serious. Uh, they're already a top 10 AP poll. The college football playoff poll will be coming out in the next week or so. I'm not, I don't think it's this Tuesday, but um, soon. I mean, we're already past week seven. We're heading into the final quarter of the season, the last four games. Well, in USC's case, five games because they, they have the bye week. But many teams are heading into week eight. There you are. So... Let's not take the season for granted. Um, let's appreciate every second of it because things are about to get serious. So again, hopefully USC is 9 and one heading into UCLA week as well as and then 10 and when 10 and one heading into Notre Dame week. Uh, let's see here. I think it's uh, safe to say USC fans are going to be looking forward to both games with so much on the line. And uh, if you're not sweating, you should be. I sweat. We all sweat, right? If you're a sweater, a sweaty person, maybe I should say, (laughs) why don't you head on over to uh, block? I want to tell you a little story. I I, I mentioned this before last week on our crossover show with Locked on Youth. I sweat profusely, especially when it's humid. Um, I'm a disgusting pig. When it's hot, I don't get the armpit sweat. I sweat from the ears, from the neck, from the head, and without getting too personal, everywhere. That's all you need to know. So. I'm sure Sweat Block is going to be able to fix this embarrassing problem. It's not just underarms with me. Sweat Block gives you the confidence to wear what you want without embarrassing underarm sweat, chest sweat, stains, whatever it might be. Sweat Block is going to give you the confidence to wear what you want whenever you want. The Sweat Block wipes were featured and tested on the Rachel Ray show by firefighters. Those guys sweat. So if you were someone you love experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, Try Sweatblock. Save 20% with your promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. It's also available on Amazon. Okay. Oh, so it's Monday. The new AP poll is out. And that means it's time to uh, see where USC landed. They actually moved up a couple spots. Uh, they are up. They moved up from number twelve to number ten in the AP poll. They moved up one in the coaches' poll. They're number eleven. We don't pay a whole lot of attention to the coaches' poll, mainly because coaches don't have time to watch other games and give a valid, solid opinion on how other teams performed. They typically leave that up to sports information directors or a trusted assistant coach. Uh, gen- GA, you name it, grad assistant, very, very rarely is the head coach voting. Again, I I really don't know why we have a coach's poll, to be honest with you. Nevertheless, here you go. AP poll just released. Georgia, and they have 31 first place votes. They remain number one. Ohio State, number two with 18 first place votes. Tennessee, they're looking solid. Got to give it to them. Uh, Number three, 13 first-place votes. Michigan held on to number four. Clemson at number five. Who was the Yahoo that gave him a first-place vote? Whatever. Uh, Number six, Alabama. Number seven, TCU. Number eight, Oregon. They got a nice little bump from their win against UCLA at home. Number nine, Oklahoma State. USC, number 10. They're actually tied with Wake Forest for number 10. Um, for whatever reason, Wake Forest is getting a whole lot of credit moving up, I think, five spots because they beat a one-loss Boston College team. Personally, I think uh, they want to keep Wake Forest relevant as the second second best team in the ACC. They got to keep Clemson relevant. Uh, Again, who voted Clemson as the number one team in the country? They benched Their starting quarterback, DJ Unga Alele. That's another story to keep an eye on. So, since there's no number 11 team, number 12, UCLA, 13, Penn State, 14, Utah. So, the Pac 12, excuse me, the Pac 10 plus two, you've got four teams bunched up from eight to 14. Not bad, right? If you're a uh, conference rah rah guy, I'm not. Number 15, Ole Miss. They dropped after their loss to LSU. 16, Syracuse. Number 17, Illinois. Number 18, LSU. 19, Kentucky. 20, Cincinnati. 21, North Carolina. 22, Kansas State. 23, Tulane. 24, North Carolina State. 25, South Carolina. So that's your new AP poll, top 25. Looking at the teams in front of USC, um, Oregon and Utah play each other. I don't think it really matters. Again, I don't think it, I don't care who wins, personally. Um, you probably want I per, I probably want Oregon to be as highly rated as possible. So should USC play them in the conference championship game? I'm assuming USC is going to be. Somewhere closer to that 8, 7, 6, 5 spot by the time that game rolls around, assuming they beat UCLA and Notre Dame and they're 11 and 1, uh, they are going to be firmly in the playoff hunt. So I think USC is positioned just fine for where they're at. And let's remember, everybody, last year at this point, we weren't talking about USC uh, in the playoff hunt. We weren't talking about USC even playing in a decent bowl, let alone having to settle for the Rose Bowl. That's right. USC is going to have a good season, and they might have to settle for the Rose Bowl. How's that sound? We're going to talk more about that throughout the week. Again, bye week Monday. We're just getting back into it. Lots of USC stuff to come. So I want to thank everyone once again for making Locked on USC your first listen. Your top 10 USC Trojans will be taking on the University of Arizona Wildcats this Saturday in Tucson. If you don't have the Pac-12 Network, head down there or get Sling TV. Otherwise, you're going to have to check in on Locked on USC tomorrow to get your latest news and information. I'll have it for you. So until then, everyone, you know what to do.